A relationship without communication is just two people. Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Hey there, thanks for joining me for today's episode. We are talking about attachment styles and the effects it has on relationships. You may be familiar with attachment styles, the theory developed from a psychologist named John Bowlby in the 50s, and then it was expanded by Mary Ainsworth. And it's basically a model of how we relate to other people. In today's show, I want you to think of how it relates to the relationship you may have with that significant special person in your life. But certainly it is not limited to that. We can view our attachment styles and consider how they play out in platonic relationships with friends at work and so forth. But mostly we're going to be talking about how it relates to romantic relationships. I thought it was important because once you understand your attachment style, and you can kind of figure out somebody else's attachment style, then you can um, kind of shift the way you relate with a person, the way you talk to them. And generally that's going to lead to better communication and a stronger relationship. So attachment styles are mostly unconscious. They stem from childhood and they're not stable per se. They're kind of consistent, but they're not stable, meaning that they can be changed. And they're changed when you get to know what it is that you're working with. But because they're mostly unconscious, it has to first come into consciousness, thus awareness. And there's four major attachment styles that we're going to be talking about. Again, since they develop in childhood, they're going to, um, you know, be experienced throughout your life into adulthood. And even if you had a good childhood with a secure attachment style, let's say, that doesn't mean you won't develop another type of attachment style. And that's because of experiences that you have in everyday life. So many people come into your world, so many things happen that can change the dynamics. But when you start off, with an undesirable attachment style to your primary caregiver, that's already setting you up for a not favorable way of relating to others. And again, that can be changed too. Even if you grew up with a very unstable caregiver, and then let's say you find a very secure person that comes into your life and it lasts a long time, that can make you a securely attached person. So anyways, this is um, useful to understand, especially because as it relates to triggers, emotional and physical responses that we have and that other people have. Okay. It's also useful when we develop boundaries and we're clear about what behaviors are acceptable and not acceptable. 
And also it helps you understand the coping mechanisms that you use in everyday life. So let's begin. The first one is going to be the secure attachment style. These are kids that grow up uh, feeling safe and accepted and validated. They're reassured, they're respected. And this is what allows for a healthy adult self and for you to make healthy adult relationships filled with trust and clear communications and you have a good self-esteem and you're emotionally available and you show sympathy, empathy, you have stable moods, you have pretty consistent reactions. Basically, your nervous system is working optimally and um, you know, you're a good person, you're resilient, you're responsive in a positive manner, you're protective of yourself, of others, you're growth-oriented, all the good things. That's a secure attachment because it started off that way or because someone or the people around you reassured you and made you feel that it was safe to be in a relationship, safe to use your voice, to talk, to express yourself, right? So secure relationships are based on secure attachment styles. At least we develop secure attachment styles as part of a secure relationship. So that's only the first one out of the four that we're going to be talking about, but that is what we're striving for. And the question is, how do I get to a state of more secure attachment as I relate to others? Remember, attachment styles are about relationships. Okay, so let's move on. The first one I want to talk about that's not as desirable, not that it's good or bad, it's just a little bit more complex, is an avoidant attachment style. This starts when you're young and maybe your caregiver tuned you out, maybe they were absent, maybe you you grew up feeling neglected or misunderstood or um, just being dismissed and you didn't feel safe to share your thoughts and your feelings. So very much what happens is that you avoid getting close to other people, either physically, emotionally, or both, and you end up being very independent and maybe untrustworthy. Maybe you are emotionally distant and unavailable. You numb out or you push people away. You avoid commitments. You withdraw. You may know people like this. You may be in a, in, in a relationship with someone that has some of these characteristics. So when you have an avoidant attachment style, you don't like difficult emotions. So you're quick to give up. You don't want to, you know, be talking about them or feeling them. Sometimes you can, um, you know, give the silent treatment or avoid certain people, avoid certain situations that make you feel uncomfortable. People that grew up this way, learned that they're better off relying on themselves than others because other people let them down. So often you're very sensitive to criticism, whether it's real or perceived, you don't, you know, take criticism lightly and you have a hard time connecting. In the fight, flight, or freeze response, usually choose flight or freeze, right? And uh, you can connect and connect, and you want to, and and that's important. No matter what your attachment style is, as humans, we all have the need to connect. We all want to be loved, feel safe, connect with others. So that goes for all of the attachment styles. In this type, 
of an attachment style, you'll find a lot of people use sex as a form of connection. Instead of emotionally being able to talk things through, they feel things through. So if you've identified that your partner is an avoidant type, some of the tips that I can offer you first is that timing matters. Okay. You want to talk to them when they're calm and more relaxed, especially if you're going to address any sort of discomfort or conflicting information. Avoidant people tend to want some solo time. They recalibrate with time alone. They don't want to be confronted and they don't really want to be confrontational either. So they avoid, remember, that's what they do. They tend to see intimacy as a threat. And that's basically because that's what they're using as a defense mechanism that they they developed in childhood. So they cannot always be very compassionate. So you have to keep that in mind. So many times what you want to do with someone that has an avoidant attachment style is you want to let them come to you. Let them make their first move. Because if you're chasing them and you're all over them, they feel like trapped. So you want to express your needs. You want to express your level of commitment to them. You don't necessarily want to be flooding them with problems. And, you know, if you do, they're, again, they're going to avoid, they're going to leave. So you want to reframe these problems, these situations into um, opportunities or situations that take a rational versus an emotional conversation style, right? You want to avoid blame. And a lot of times you can do that simply by using I statements or non-threatening language. You want to remind them that you're here, you're not going anywhere, that you're that you care for them, that you love them. You want to use encouraging, supportive language, and you certainly want for them to feel valued by boosting their self-worth with the words that you use. So avoidance, remember, were tuned out. They had absent parents or they felt anyways. They were misunderstood or neglected or dismissed. That's how they grew up. So they don't feel safe. And again, safety is the primary thing that we need as humans in relationships and in all sorts of aspects of life. And that's what we're trying to convey, a sense of safety. All right. So that's my tips for avoidant attachment style. Next comes the anxious attachment style. And these are kids that were parented in a very inconsistent manner. Sometimes there, sometimes not. They're kind of like an on and off switch type of parent. And these people have a lot of worry about rejection and abandonment because while their parents were not there to always attune to their needs, they felt abandoned. They're hungry for love and connection, but very apprehensive. So they're always thinking, overthinking, overanalyzing. Maybe you could recognize this, this style of attachment with people that overworry. Let's say, you know, you're texting somebody, you're calling, they don't pick up and you start immediately worried. Oh my God, what did I do wrong? Or where are they? Or what happened to them? You become very anxious. Okay. So remember these parents were present and then absent both physically and emotionally or physically and emotionally. And 
or or even not even of parents uh, you know if if you had a relationship early on and let's say you got cheated on right infidelity also that rejection can lead to an anxious attachment style so again not only from early parenting we don't want to blame our parents for everything right we've had a lot of experiences things happen not always the parents but usually starts in early childhood so anxious attachment very distrusting people and they focus on other people more than they focus on themselves because I guess they try to fix, try to fix other people. They try to fix the behavior so that people are always consistently there. Okay. So when you have an anxious attachment style, you can be obsessive and clingy and need a lot of reassurance. You can become a people pleaser so that when you're very helpful to other people, obviously they need you and they're not going to go anywhere. That means you're, they're not going to abandon you. You can definitely be searching for approval. And anxious attachment styles are driven to avoidant attachment styles. Subconsciously, they're attracted to avoidance because avoidance can't really show up in a relationship. That means that they have to work extra hard to convince the avoidant to love them and you know it's it's like a, a little vicious cycle that goes on between these two right if you have an anxious attachment style you tend to settle maybe you accept blame and responsibility more than what you should again anxious attachment style can actually respond with the flight response or even the fight response. But they are definitely highly attuned to the needs of other people. And if you tell someone that has an anxious attachment style, something like, I need time alone, the anxious person is going to be thinking, oh my God, what did I do wrong? And how do I fix it? And how do I fix it right now? Because again, they're people pleasing. They don't want you to leave. They have fear of rejection, of abandonment. Okay? So some tips for dealing with someone with an anxious attachment is to avoid triggering statements that are basically dismissive or devaluing, such as uh, you're overreacting or I need time alone. I don't know what you're so upset about or that's not a big deal. So try to avoid those type of statements and instead focus on things like, it's okay, we're going to get through this. It's important what you say and how you feel. I'm here for you. I'm listening. And I want to always remind you to always calm yourself first. Regulate your own nervous system when you are dealing with anybody else, regardless of their attachment style. You can do that by just taking three deep breaths. Use your belly breathing, your diaphragm breathing. First, center yourself before you interact with someone else. Okay. And so for anxious people, sometimes it helps a lot of kisses and hugs or touch or eye contact, physical touch. And that means that they, they see and they feel that you are there, that you're not going anywhere, that you're not rejecting them. Right. I want you also to pay attention to the words that they're using, not necessarily the tone. Because if you focus on the tone, it can make them feel like what they say doesn't really matter and you're just listening to the tone and you're criticizing them. 
Okay. So focus on the words and then ask them maybe to slow down that it's important that you understand what they're saying. So to just maybe repeat it. Remember, this is not about you. Sometimes when you're dealing with different attachment styles, you're going to find your partner. You're going to feel like if your partner is coming at you, right? And in a very defensive mode or blaming or criticizing. And a lot of the times it has nothing to do with you. It has something to do with them, the pattern that they have established, the threats that they have established, these perceptions of of what's happening because nobody lives inside your brain, right? So always lead with compassion. You want to be honest. You want to be straightforward. And you always want to ask, what is it that I can do to help this situation? What is it that I can do to help you? I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. We're in this together. That's anxious attachment. And the next one is the disorganized attachment style. This one is chaotic. These are parents or caregivers that basically fail to respond to their child. Maybe they mocked them or they ignored the child, or maybe they were laughing at them when the child was in distress. Often you see physical abuse or substance abuse in the family system. Often this happens intergenerationally in parenting. So your parents' parents maybe did this to them. And um, we also think of disorganized attachment as fearful avoidant attachment. So it usually stems from this unresolved trauma of the parents. And it's a combination of anxious and avoidant attachment. So they crave the closeness, but are super scared of the abandonment. They are basically living in a state of confusion back and forth. They may exhibit insecure and unpredictable behaviors. They can become emotionally flooded, too much emotion, too fast, too much, and they check out. Maybe these people have this uh, black and white thinking, all or nothing. They live with a very harsh inner critic. A lot of the data suggests that some personality disorders like borderline personality disorder definitely have components of disorganized attachment styles as it comes to parenting and childhood development. So they have trouble forming emotional connections with people because basically they're afraid it's not safe. They tend to overgeneralize. They lack boundaries. They sabotage relationships. They may go through emotional power struggles. They can even seem manipulative. They gaslight. And they could even have perfectionistic tendencies. People that have disorganized attachment are attracted to avoidance because the partners tend to be a source of comfort and threat. And it's something that there's that they are familiar with. Again, none of these are necessarily good or bad. It's just how they show up in everyday life, and especially in relationships, that makes them a little bit more challenging. So if you're dealing with someone that has a disorganized attachment, they did not feel safe growing up, they did not get their needs met, please try to be consistent and predictable in a good way. Don't be judgmental. Remember, their difficulty is not about you. They're simply 
trying not to get hurt again. Try to be accessible and responsive. And know that they may push you away because, you know, they, they fear that you're going to do something bad. They don't trust, right? So you want to be encouraging and supportive. Ask what you can do with them. Connect and reassure them all the time. Connect with them. Reassure them that, that you care for them, that you love them. Try to establish safety. Pay attention to your tone or anything that may come out as perceived aggression. And be very patient and understanding and supportive. They need a lot of love. Basically, they never felt safe. Somewhere along the line, they were violated of of that essence of trust and safety and loyalty. They didn't get that. So this one's a little bit of the most difficult, and most people are not a disorganized attachment style. They don't have that. Actually, most people have secure and then followed by avoidant. But um, you do see this. And sometimes some of these attachment styles can overlap between people. And also, that's okay. But if you notice what I'm saying, as it relates to relationships, what is important is to become an active listener, to reflect back without judgment to be nice, to use I statements, right? To validate the other person's experience, not to always jump and take things so personally. Focus on the situation instead of blaming. Don't personalize things. Just focus on what it is that they want. They may not be able to say it in words, but again, everybody wants love and connection and safety and trust and and loyalty, regardless of it's a romantic relationship, platonic relationship. We as humans need that. So be careful about coming out very defensive and and using these silent treatments and and blame and criticizing and mockery. That's not going to work. Definitely don't assume, ask questions and you know, sometimes, depending on your attachment style, the emotional vocabulary and your emotional intelligence may not be as great, and it may take some time for someone to figure out exactly what it is that they want and what they're feeling and what's going on, and that's where the patience comes in, right? So, in relationships, communication is key. Lack of communication is a form of communication. So know that also. When your communication starts fading or when it starts becoming disrespectful or when it doesn't bring you closer and safer and more secure together, you're actually drifting away and your relationship is actually not thriving. So if you want to have a relationship that grows, that you get to become your truest, best self and you get to feel secure and you're not threatened, you got to lead with love. And not everybody knows how to do that. It's hard. And it's little by little. And people are going to push you away. And you keep showing up in a secure manner. And it's always good to tell somebody, I'm not going anywhere. I got you. I'm here. You're safe. Not everybody knows that. And not everybody always hears that. So it's a good practice. Anyways, that's kind of like a little overview of attachment styles. There's so much on this topic as how to relate to relationships, how you communicate both, you know, with your words and behaviorally. So 
just start thinking about that. And I'll do some follow-up episodes on this because I feel like even though you're not supposed to really be an expert on attachment styles, I think most people can kind of learn to kind of figure out more or less what someone's attachment style is based on how they show up, the things they say, how they do. And once you know that, you can actually do something about it to start shifting the relationship and getting closer, more connected, if that's what you're wanting to do. All right. That was a little bit more than usual, but very useful. I thought, let me know in your comments what you thought. All right, my friends till next time, think well and be well. I'll catch you soon. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my perfectly imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts.